We're going to do something different today. We're going to do something nobody else has ever thought of. Predictions for the season. So stay with us. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am awesome because, wow, I mean, it's Wednesday. I mean, no one cares about this but me, Luke, but uh, Wednesdays are the days I leave home to go to Tuscaloosa for games. I mean, Wednesdays, are I'm, you know, fortunate enough to do that. So uh, we leave on Wednesdays for, for games on Saturday, and I realized as I woke up today, that, wow, one week from today, it's uh, leaving for Tuscaloosa for the game day. You're on the road again. On it's going to be again. awesome. Yep. Uh, you know, what's funny, of course, we play Utah State next week. We'll talk about that all next week. Don't worry. Um, one thing about Utah State, I don't know that any team in the history of college football has ever gone from being a 28-point favorite to a 30-point underdog in the span of seven days. And, the, I mean, a 58-point swing – um, that's pretty interesting. What were boy? That might. I wonder if that is some sort of a thing. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that that's highly unusual for for sure. You know, because you could. I mean, certainly you could be a ten point favorite and then be a thirty point underdog. That's fine. But I mean, you're almost thirty and thirty. That's bananas. Um, so what we're going to do today, Jimmy and I have not given our predictions on the season yet, and for fear that we will miss that. We're going to go ahead and do it because we have so much. There's so much other stuff going on um, tomorrow night. There's there's going to be even more football. Um, you know, NFL preseason, some high school stuff. The weekend you got high school stuff again. Thompson's got a big game. I might go out to it. All those kind of things. We just figured we better knock our predictions out. So I mean, these are these are always fun. Why not get them out there and get them on film or get them on in audio land so everybody can point and laugh at us when we screw up incredibly so jimmy let's start let's start with all alabama uh player predictions for the moment does alabama have a player that wins the heisman trophy uh no uh and I say that just simply because I, i'm just going by i mean you've won and you know you've won two in a row that's that's nuts three in a row come on so the answer is no of course not uh, but but <laughs> could Will Anderson be deserving? Yes. Could Bryce Young be deserving? Yes. Is Jameer Gibbs a fun dark horse? Yes. But I'll, I'll say this, to be bold, if an Alabama player wins it, I think it's Will Anderson and not Bryce Young. I, I, you know what? I, that's the prediction I was going to make, too. If an Alabama player wins it, it's Will Anderson, not Bryce Young. Although I will say this last scrimmage report, has me sort of sky high on Bryce Young again. I just I'm, I'm like you. I, I I still get the sense that Heisman voters feel guilty for um, making Archie Griffin the the two time winner. Like they they were like, man, we should have given that to somebody else. Um, I don't know who he was who was even available. It just always feels like there is an aura of guilt when it comes to giving him the award twice. There've probably been some. Folks that have deserved it twice, um, maybe. I can't think of many right off the top of my head. Maybe. But um, it just seems like 
he's never in the discussion of like greatest running back of all time or any of that stuff. And so maybe uh, if they could go back and do it over again, he would have won it once instead of twice. So I, I feel like uh, they, they're not, they're determined never to make that mistake again. Okay. Now this isn't necessarily in season, but do you think Will Anderson or Bryce Young goes number one in the NFL draft? No. What? No, I, no, no, I don't. Uh, and again, I'm, I, I'm, I'm being conservative. I'm not saying that Will stinks or that Bryce is overrated or anything like that. But this is what I think happens. Uh, Will has a better chance to go number one, but I, I think a quarterback will go number one because that's it's welcome to 2023. By that time we get, by the time we get there, it's 2023. Uh, I think a quarterback will go number one. And I want to say Bryce will go number one, and he might. But I, I ultimately think questions about his size could knock him from one to two or three or four. Uh, that's And I think that's what's going to unfairly haunt him. And I say unfairly because size doesn't seem to be the thing it once was, but we're all dinosaurs. The decision makers in the game, Luke, the people that make decisions – are our age. They're not people in their mid twenties. And, and, and I think it's more difficult for people our age to accept the fact that a five, 10 and a half quarterback can be the first pick in the draft. I know it's already happened and I know it's happened with some success because Kyler Murray's really good. And even to some success, to some degree, Baker Mayfield's had success, but uh, I think in the end, Bryce's size keeps him out of the number one spot and Will not being a quarterback keeps him out of the number one spot. That's what I think today. Will I be surprised if Will is the number one pick? No, I think he's the best player in the country. Will I be surprised if Bryce is the number one pick? No, I think he's the best quarterback in the class. But size for Bryce, wrong position for Will. All right. Does Alabama, and this is a two-parter, do they have a 1,000-yard rusher? Yeah. And do they have a 1,000-yard receiver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with get rushing for over a thousand yards, and I'll go with Jermaine Burton uh, with over a thousand yards receiving. Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to say yeah too. I'm, look, does Bryce throw for more yards than he threw for last year? Yes, because we throw to the back so much. He'll spread it around a little, but I, I can get yeah, because he's going to throw it to Gibbs and McClellan a lot. Yeah, I wish I, I wish people knew how little we talk before we do this. Yeah. That was exactly going to be my answer. That because we getting it out of the backfield. I mean, I wonder how trust much how many more not, yards. Trust me, huh? we do for this show. <laughs> I wonder how many more yards Bryce would have had if he had had a true viable uh, receiving option out of the backfield post game at Florida when Jason McClellan got hurt last year. I mean, Ryan Robinson had a – I think that – wasn't it a reception he had against Mississippi State that turned out to be a long touchdown in that game? That was it nice. It was. But, hey, and shout out to B-Rob this morning. I watch Good Morning Football every morning now that I'm working in sports and not law. I watch Good Morning Football every morning. This morning they did a great segment where they're like, these are the best five running back rookies in fall camps. And uh, B-Rob was number four on the list. That's it's wow. pretty good. That is good. Um, look, Jimmy, let's, so I, I guess that's enough for now on just Alabama individual players. One more, I guess. Who? Which 
of the of any freshman or any throw out any non Jameer Gibbs, Jermaine Burton newcomer makes the biggest splash this year. Non Gibbs or Burton. Boring answer, but uh, it's just 100% truth to me, and that's Tyler Steen coming from Vanderbilt, being an every-down left tackle all year and sort of solidifying that spot. Okay, I can buy that. Uh, that's, you know, um, I think everybody wanted you to say Shaz Preston, Kobe Prentice, something right. Sean Murphy, something like that. Otis. But, yeah. but Jaheim Otis, that's my pick. Jaheim Otis is my pick. I think he – I think he shows out this year, and in, in, um, as much as a defensive lineman can show out, not not uh, in their freshman year, not you know he's not g- going to have more sacks than Will Anderson or anything, but I think he's going to have a really big year and be incredibly noticeable. And he used to be very noticeable from space, but now he's noticeable on the stat sheet. So Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into our actual SEC team predictions. Okay, SEC predictions I, we're not going to do this one through seven because everybody's going to have georgia one vandy seven and bama one and whoever you want to at seven it doesn't matter i want to know first of all who the two teams representing the sec in, in the title game be alabama and georgia i mean do we need to spend a ton of time on that i will be really 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 surprised if it's not okay uh, that's that's what i believe will happen or this end, I think there's a really good chance, a so, put it this way, a solid chance, uh, I think both teams could be 12-0. and 0. That was my next question. Do they both come in undefeated? And if that's the case, you have to assume they both make the playoff regardless of the outcome in the SEC title game. That's what I would predict uh, as we stand here. Uh, I, I think Alabama will finish 12-0, and 0, and I think Georgia will finish 12-0. and 0. I, in terms of an official prediction, although logic, math, history uh, has both Alabama and Georgia at eleven and one going into that game, but uh, but no, my, my my prediction would be twelve and zero for both. Okay, I'm I'm predicting twelve and zero for both. So I mean, spoiler alert on the later on when we get to the teams in the playoffs, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm with you on that. I predict Alabama will win it, and again. Being the at Locked On Bama podcast, you think we'd spend more time on that? We're gonna have plenty of time to discuss on that. I do want to ask some other things. Um, which which game on Alabama's schedule do you feel like is the the sneakiest, scariest game of the games that are sneaky and or scary? Which one is the best combination of those two? Uh, Arkansas. Okay. I mean, some say Tennessee, and I get it. Uh, I think LSU is also uh, interesting in terms of I don't today just go, well, that's a win. I I don't. Uh, I think that'll be hard. I think Tennessee will be hard. I think Ole Miss poses some challenges. I think Texas is is likely to finish eight and four, nine and three, and Alabama lost to a team from Texas last year that finished eight and four. Uh, But I think the, the the toughest game to win on Alabama's schedule will be the game at Arkansas. Tough environment, and, and and the team that we play that's good on offense and defense. Okay, I, I'm with you. Except I'm going to say the sneaky scariest one to me is Ole Miss, and my reasoning for this is that I I think Lane Kiffin did 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 I talk about this on this show or another show? I. I've been on a lot of shows here recently, but not, not trying to brag, but uh, I go on a lot of shows. 
Um, <laughs> most of them are my own shows. Um, but anyway, um, I said this on some show somewhere that Lane Kiffin would say, okay, if you let me beat Alabama, I'll sacrifice a loss to two or maybe three other teams that you would think I should probably win something like a uh, Auburn traveling to Oxford or, um, you know, who else there? You know, uh, Lane was going to agree to sacrifice one of his children. <laughs> he might do that too. Uh, but I think. Because uh, we don't script the show as we is it. And halfway through that sentence, I'm like, which child is Lane about to uh, sacrifice to beat Alabama? And I think that that is a fair question for another day. I can see Lane now on one bended knee. He said, come here, Knox. I got a little something to tell you. Will you do a favor for daddy? <laughs> would you would you jump off this cliff so that daddy daddy can get the soul stone? You know, if you saw Avengers. Um anyway. butter and lay down in front of juice. <laughs> uh so I'm gonna go with Ole Miss. I still think Alabama wins, but but I really do believe see Lane Kevin also has a bye week before the Bama game. The thing about Arkansas is they might have two losses when they get to us. And so the, the air might already be out of their, you know, tires. I was looking for something else that air goes out of. I don't know why. But I think that Arkansas may be already running on fumes a little bit. Some people may say that makes them more dangerous. I'm going to say in, in a normal year, yeah, last year that would make them more dangerous. Now they have expectations. If they have two losses coming to the Bama game, they're going to be deflated, man. I, I really believe that. Um Okay, who since this is kind of interesting to me, who do which team do you think finishes last in the SEC West? I, I just saw all the um, CBS predictors; uh, they had like seven of them, and it was sort of a toss-up between LSU, Auburn, and Mississippi State about who finished last. Do you think it's one of those teams or another one? No, I think it's Auburn. Uh, and, and I'm not saying it's the Alabama guy; I'm saying it just because I count fewer dudes. Okay, and I'm glad you you cut this short because I wanted to say something else. Um, Zach Blackerby with Locked On Auburn, who is sort of over over all the uh, Locked On networks on the college side, does an amazing job. He really is. He's a good dude, friend of mine, super nice guy. He and I on Wednesdays go on a show um, in Montgomery, uh, ESPN The Ticket, and they call it Locked On Wednesdays, and I do my thing, he does his thing. And today he was actually a co-host. So he had, we started talking about Auburn a little bit. And he said, what do you think? I said, I, I have no problem saying this. And I, I felt like I was about to get a lot of hate calls right after I hung up. So I listened and I didn't get them. But I said, um, hey, look, if I were an Auburn fan, I'd be petrified right now. You can look at your, if I looked at that recruiting class as, as an Alabama fan, and, I, and those guys were committed to Alabama, and, and that quantity was committed to Alabama. And I look at the rest of the SEC, I'd be scared to death. And you can tell you can, you know, try and excuse it with the yeah, but the star rating is good and all this other stuff or average is good. But in the end, the star average is good for a lot of SEC teams. And your star average is probably going to drop because you've got more three stars coming up than you do five stars. So um, I, I just said, I, I feel like things are, are going badly. And to my shock, Zach kind of agreed with me and like some other callers called in and it didn't, they didn't say Luke's an idiot, which I'm kind of used to. So I, it was a very refreshing change of pace. Um, okay. So SEC wise, I mean, that, that's it at broad strokes, Alabama, the, the champion, I mean, you are picking Alabama to win it, right? 
Uh, I am picking Alabama to win it. Uh, I am. And, uh, you know, am I going to be shocked if Alabama loses to Georgia and Atlanta? Not really. I mean, in the sense that Georgia's really good. And, and, and if you play somebody that's really good, you could lose. Yeah. So, but, uh, but no, my pick is I, I think Alabama will finish 12 and 0 and beat Georgia and go to the playoff. That that's what I believe, but I'm also not going to be stunned if it doesn't happen and not because of a failing necessarily on Alabama's part, but once you get in that rarefied air of, hey, the top three, four, five teams in the whole country battling it out, uh, yeah, it just takes one play for you to come up short. But, uh, but no, my pick is Alabama. Okay, let's take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the college football playoff and where we think this thing eventually goes. All right, Jimmy, uh, your four teams for the playoff. Look, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I've been kind of shocked. It, lately, everybody's throwing their predictions out there. That's why we're doing ours. Um, I believe it's Josh Pate, who I have a ton of respect for. He's a college football dude. He's bucking for the new Mr. College Football once Tony Barnhart retires. Um, he he loves it. You can tell he's passionate about it. He's tired of people going on these rants about how – you know, Alabama and Ohio State and Oklahoma and, and Clemson and Georgia are destroying the sport. He's tired of all that. He's like, somebody's just got to go beat them. That's the whole thing with college football. Um, I like him a lot. He's got great opinions, and uh, he, he sticks by him. Been on our show. He has been on our show. For those who don't know, he's been, that's, how, that's how big we are. Um, that happened about a year ago, but we'll get him again uh, because he's a good dude like that. Um, he had Michigan, Utah, Alabama and Ohio – no, he didn't have Ohio State. He may have Clemson. I can't remember. But he had uh, – I was shocked he had Michigan and Utah. My, my point is, okay, some people are putting some funky picks in there. I'm going to go straight chalk for the most part here. I I don't see Alabama losing. I see Alabama winning the SEC. I'm not trying to be a, a total homer, but just tell me where the losses are with this lineup. Um, I don't see Georgia losing until they play Alabama in the – Mercedes Dome. And then I'm going Ohio State and Clemson. I Honestly, I know Clemson, the quarterback issue is a problem. That's why I think they'll probably be the four seed. Uh, even if Georgia has that loss, I could see uh, Clemson being the four seed, Bama being the one, Ohio State and Georgia playing in uh, Arizona and Alabama and Clemson playing in Atlanta, which kind of sucks because uh, that takes away any ge geographic advantage Alabama would have, but that's okay. Um, and then I see Alabama and Ohio State playing for the title, which just about every human being on the planet has. And I see Alabama winning. But listen, here's what's cool. Rick Neuheisel, and, and I do respect Rick Neuheisel, and I listen to XMU, Sirius XMU or whatever. Um, they do whatever their show is called. I can't, Full Ride, Chris mm -hmm. Childers and Neuheisel. They right. love the little guy. They just they, – really? they, they, want, they want a path to the championship for everybody, yada, yada, yada. They're wrong and, a lot. Huh? They're wrong a lot then. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I can't stand it. And they go off on these rants. Neuhausel especially goes off on these rants a lot about how, um, it, you know, all these other teams deserve a shot, you know, get get accurate. He, he had went off on a thing about Akron the other day. Like there's – I mean, let's, let's not – let's just forget that. Okay? That's not happening. Akron's not playing for a national championship. And, I mean, we've all lived with it for 150 years of college football. We can live with it for 150 more. I No offense to Akron. God bless them. And I hope that they have a, a championship of their own at some point. But it's not going to be the national championship that we know. Uh, 
he also has a lot of concern about California guys leaving California. Now that makes some sense to me. However, he just he just goes on and on about it. And there is part of me that really wants to see Alabama play Ohio State for the national championship in Los Angeles, California, with C.J. Stroud from California quarterbacking one team, Bryce Young from California quarterbacking the other team, and then uh, even that, D.J. Uyunglele, also from California, losing in the playoffs to Alabama. Um, And Georgia, who would have been quarterbacked by a California guy if he'd been able to beat out the walk-on, but who now transferred to to West Virginia. So – yeah, I, part of me wants to see that badly. Hmm. Uh, well, I'll take it because Alabama's in the final. But, yeah, I agree. Alabama and Ohio State in the final. Uh, you know, in terms of the other two teams, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to right now say uh, Oklahoma will be one of them uh, and Georgia will be the other. Uh, I think they'll fix it to where Alabama doesn't play Georgia in the semifinals and, and there's an immediate repeat after the SEC championship game. Uh, so I, I guess what I'm saying is Ohio State will beat Georgia uh, in a semifinal and Alabama will dispatch Oklahoma, who's good, a good Oklahoma team, but is sort of also, I think, a product of their schedule. Uh, Oklahoma just sort of weirdly, uh, the way that the, the, the cookie crumbled, uh, Oklahoma gets uh, really uh, all the tough games they play this year at home uh, and they're easier games on the road. And, and I, I'm more uh and uh, enamored with that than i am of this is a vintage sooners team uh i just think that their schedule fell well uh and georgia just isn't going to lose to anyone until they get to alabama uh but uh, alabama and ohio state will, will be two juggernauts uh i'll pick alabama to win because uh, i went to school in alabama and i sort of like alabama uh so i'll pick alabama to win but let me tell you this ohio state team is for real uh, it won't be the the blowout that 2020 was. Uh, I think it's going to be tight and a classic between two fantastic football teams led by two fantastic quarterbacks who, who are both very likely to go in the top three or four in the draft. Now, I mean, and look, it may not get the ratings that uh, Texas USC got. I mean, you got to remember Texas, everybody talks about those ratings. Well, I mean, when you're in two, I mean, Texas and California, two of the biggest states in the country, they're going to get huge ratings, and they all had uh, Heisman guys. Now, this game might get in that area code, though. Um, I I really think it could because of uh, the the Saban, the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young stuff. Both teams 14-0 if it happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, The SoFi Stadium, um, you know, I would go. There's no doubt. I'm not missing it. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what happens. I think Alabama wins again and um, beats Ohio State again, and and I would certainly love that too. So that's the way we got it. We sort of got Alabama-Ohio State. I wish it were more interesting, um, but it's not. It's interesting for us as Alabama fans. And I'll tell you something. I would love Alabama-Ohio State. What a matchup. I don't want to see West Virginia-Iowa State. People should be disappointed that we went sort of chalk here. I think it Incredible if it was two 14 and 0 teams that were clearly one and two. I wish I could sit here and say, you know, I think Iowa's a nice sleeper team. I think Kansas State out of the Big 12 is How a about fun. USC? I think USC with Caleb Williams and all those transfers. Uh, I think Oregon. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah. Oh, Knicks, you know, playing Alabama in, in, in the playoffs would be fun. And I think all of those things could happen. But 
I take predictions pretty seriously. I, and by that, I mean, and since I take them so seriously, I want to be right because I want to be right. I, I tend to go chalk, right? I mean, if that makes sense. Now I'm with you. And if picking Alabama to be the national championship is wrong, I don't want to be right. Um, all right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We have surpassed 2,000 subscribers. We, like, blew past it yesterday. Man, you guys are awesome. We do appreciate you all. Keep buying the built Bars. Keep looking on LinkedIn. Keep doing it. We got some other stuff coming up. We got a couple of new sponsors coming up. There's going to be a lot of fun. We got some other ideas coming up. Where we come to where we are now is crazy, and it's thanks to everyone who listens and told their friends to listen, and it is an honor that <laughs> – I would say that we don't take lightly. It literally blows us away, frankly. I mean, we talk all the time about how we're blown away by the success of the show, uh, but that's due to you guys. It's it's not it's it's more you guys than it is us. No, there's no doubt about that. And I'll tell you something. You know, one thing that I think Jimmy and I have kind of prided ourselves on is, for the most part, yeah, we've had to tweak some things. We've had to, <laughs> by definition. Um, We've kind of been the same. I mean, I think this is, if you go back and listen to any old Talking Tuscaloosa podcast, I'd be willing to bet you'd say, this sounds exactly like stuff Luke and Jimmy would say. We're not trying to switch anything up. And it it, it, it was funny today on that same show that I was talking about, the sports show in Montgomery, uh, one of the hosts said, you know, Zach, I'm going to go ahead and give you a, a shout out. I love you and Luke, but I feel like you're more uh, impartial than Luke is. And I'm like, man, I've always felt like I wasn't that much. I'm a, yeah, I'm a Bama fan. I've never felt like I was a complete homer. Like, because J Jimmy knows me well, you don't know how much uh, cussing I did during the, the Shula time and how much I really wanted to just nuke the whole program and start over. Jimmy would tell you, yeah, Luke wanted Mike Shula out before he ever got there. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're not a homer, though. I mean, you can be four out. <laughs> You you had a chance to back me up, and we are we're, we are homers. Of course, we're Alabama fans, but that see we don't hide that. But I do think to be a good uh, host or a good co-host or a good deliverer of information, there has to be some level of uh, it, it's not it's nothing other than realism. And I hope that we bring some realism. You know, it, it's not just a cheerleading. Alabama's awesome and they're never going to lose again. And Nick Saban's the best thing that's ever been. He's better than Abraham Lincoln, which, which, you know, which he is. But uh, I'm just saying, uh, I hope that there's some level, uh, you don't have to call it objectivity, but there's some level of realism to it. You know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a cheerleading show. We certainly don't intend it to be that way, but are we Alabama fans? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for today's episode. We will catch you guys tomorrow. Until then, roll tight, everybody, and thanks again for listening. And watching.